have a Bible, I want you to get it and turn to a very familiar book of the Bible and chapter in the Bible, Romans 8. And while you're getting that, if you are logging in on the app, you know, you can take notes through the Multitudes Church app. Get it while you can. And uh, they are, uh, you know, places that, there are places in there where you can take good notes and they'll save them and they'll be really good. And I just want to ask you, if you're on an iPad or anything else, if you just share this on your phone, just say share, share, share. We need to get the word out while we can, okay? So let's look together. I don't have a long message today, but I have something that, that's just on my heart, and the Lord wants me to uh, not only remind me of this, but to share it with you this morning. So I want you to get a Bible, and if, if you have a pen or a pencil, some kind of way, a highlighter, we're only going to look at four. I'm going to try to stay with the first four scriptures. May get dip down into verse five, but that's okay. So let's look together. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, comma, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. I think it bears repeating, and also just reiterating the fact that the Lord describes through Paul's writing actually who should not be living in any kind of condemnation, in fact, who's not living in condemnation. And always when I feel condemned, this is one of the very first things that I think about. How am I walking? Well, the Bible says there's no condemnation. You want to you find a believer who is not living in condemnation. You just find somebody that's not walking according to the flesh. But they're walking by the Spirit, in the Spirit, according to the Spirit. Verse 2 says, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has in fact made us free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh. Go back to verse 3. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, meaning that your flesh never, and I repeat this, your flesh can never satisfy the law of God. It couldn't then and it won't now. The only way you can stand in front of a holy God and God just take pleasure in you is the fact that he sees the blood over the doorpost, if you will. If he sees the blood of Jesus that's been applied to your life and you have walked in the Spirit and you live according to the Spirit, and you understand that, and you do that. There's nothing you can do, and we, we've heard this said many ways. There's nothing you can do in your flesh to get saved. There's also nothing you can do in your flesh to stay saved. It's impossible. The Bible makes that clear many, many times that you can't do it. It's only by the grace of God that any of us are saved. And so verse 3 says that, when you tried to do it, or you tried to live the law out, that it was still weak. It, it, it just couldn't be accomplished. It's, it's impossible. 
And so God knew that, and so he sent what was possible, and that was sending his son Jesus to the cross to satisfy what we're about to read called the righteous requirement. He sent Jesus because he was the perfect lamb, the spotless, the sinless lamb, and he took on himself. He knew no sin, but he was willing to take on the sin, wear it, if you will, on himself, the sin of this world, so that it could be once and for all crucified to a cross, nailed to the cross. And that way you and I wouldn't have to have the burden of trying to live up to a law that was impossible to live up to. Couldn't do it. If it was possible, I guarantee you, Jesus would have never left glory. And there would be no sense in you and I having to try to worry about our flesh dying because we would have perfect flesh in this life and that's not possible. So that's why God sent his son because you and I couldn't do it. So let's go to verse 4. And he did this so he could condemn, verse 3 ends by saying he condemned sin in the flesh that, what I just told you, the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled and might be able to now be fulfilled in us. Here we go again. This is where I'm camping out today. This in verse 1. It might be fulfilled in us who do not. So see, even though you, your flesh cannot do anything to get saved or stay saved, there is an indicator, the Bible says, that you are saved. Now I'm just telling you what Paul said right here. There, there is a huge indicator that you are saved because not everybody says, Lord, Lord, you know, it's not going to enter in. There's a lot of people that say they are. In fact, the Bible says there's even an antichrist that's even here today behind pulpits and everywhere else you go. So the Bible says, and he makes it clear, that the righteous requirement of the law could and would be fulfilled in us who do not walk. So there is something that you do and it's not you're doing to try to earn something, but it's, it's, it's just a reaction that's based on what's taking place in your life. You don't walk according to the flesh, but you walk according to the Spirit. I'm going to say it again, third time I know. The righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. So the righteous requirement of the law has not been fulfilled in those that still practice what their flesh loves to do and you just are not willing to part with it or allow your flesh to be. See, your, your sin is crucified. Your sin's nailed to the cross, but it's our, our flesh that we have a problem with. We have a problem with our flesh. The Lord says, take up your cross daily and follow me. Paul said in Galatians 2.20, I'm crucified with Christ, and I'm not living. He's, and what he was saying is, it's not my flesh that I'm even trying to satisfy anymore. I'm crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I that live. I'm not trying to do my flesh anymore, but it's Christ living in me. He was saying, I am now only concerned with walking in the Spirit. Because the righteous requirement has been fulfilled, hallelujah, when I do that, when I walk according to the Spirit. And so, you know, again, and I, I want to make it uh, 
so plain because a lot of people, especially people that's been raised in church, completely overlook this. And this is kind of a little bit of theology, but I'm not like going deep in any of that because I want you to know what you need to be doing right now. I want to remind myself of what I need to be doing right now. This morning, I need to make sure that every day that I get up, that I'm walking according to the Spirit. And this is how we're hopefully going to finish out this message. What does it mean to walk according to the Spirit? Well, it means that every day of my life, and I'll use me, it means every single day that I get up and I live this life on the earth, that I, I've got to bring my body, my flesh, into subjection. You see, your flesh has a natural course of life that it wants to walk. It wants to do things. It, that's why fasting is a problem for a lot of people. I say most people. It's a problem because your flesh can crave something it sees or it smells or you just like and you enjoy. People struggle not just with fasting, but with just walking in general in the Spirit. It's because we, we don't like to deal with our flesh. We still enjoy our flesh. And so we kind of give it permission to keep doing things, whether we say things we ought not to say, whether we do things with our body. In fact, you know, when you hear the term somebody that says, well, I've, I've backslidden uh, or I've, I've just slipped up and all that. Nobody ever does that with their mind. It's, it's usually something pertaining to their flesh. And I know all of us have thoughts that invade our mind and we have to bring down vain imaginations and all that. But it is our flesh that we find ourselves giving into. And when you give into your flesh, you don't even realize what's taking place. And so I, I do want to, to try to get to some kind of conclusion here of, of what do we do about this. Well, you know, I'm not going to be the first one that coins the phrase, just say no. But that's what you got to do. You have to, act, again, you've got to bring your body. Your body don't want to go. Your body don't want to do what the Bible says it needs to do. And when it's time to pray, see how your flesh feels about that. I've already talked about fasting. When it's time to go to church, see how your flesh feels about that. When it's time to get up and read your Bible in the morning, just, just talk it over with your flesh and see how it feels. Or when it comes to watching shows on TV, see what your flesh wants to do. I guarantee you it's not going to look anything like Jesus Christ. And this is why, folks, I'm telling you the day we're living in, I've been reminded in the past week, oh my goodness, what people are doing just because of the flesh. And you've got to build up this, you've got to build yourself up on your most holy faith. And you've got to, you're going to have to leave your flesh to the side. In fact, you're going to have to crucify it. You're going to have to get it out of the way. You're going to have to deny it. You're going to just have to say, it's Jesus Christ, Him crucified. That's all I'm going to do. We're going to have to do what Paul said to do, that he did. And folks, the more you do this, I'll tell you what will happen. And it's a training exercise. The more you will find out 
You know, it's really a nasty feeling when I keep giving in to my flesh, but it's a liberating feeling. Now, why is that? Well, we, we read that in verse 3. I'll read it again to you. What the law could not do. People always felt guilty back then. Even when they would carry out what the law said to do, it didn't matter if it was sacrifice, build an altar, it didn't matter. People still walked away feeling defeated and guilty for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. The righteous require, when God sent his own son, in the likeness of sinful flesh, he said, on account of, he condemned sin in the flesh. And this is exactly why you and I cannot give in to our flesh. And it's going to get harder to do this. And this is where I'm closing it. Watch this. This is where I'm closing it. No, I'm not. I'm going to read verse 5 to you. I told you I might do 5. Let's do 5. Because it's going to get harder. But listen to verse 5. For those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on things of the flesh. So there you are. But those who live according to the Spirit, they set their minds on things of the Spirit. And that's what you have to start doing today. If your mind is always thinking about what your flesh will enjoy, what your flesh wants to do, or it's all right, somebody else. And you know, if you listen to enough preachers and scholars and and teachers and all that, they'll tell you, oh, it don't mean that. Of course it don't mean that because they're guilty of giving into their flesh. It don't mean that. See, when you walk according to the Spirit, you got to tell your body and everybody else no. And you've got to walk away from them and you've got to embrace Jesus Christ and Him only and what He said to do. This is why a lot of people couldn't follow Jesus. Eleven. Twelve of them was a joker, and you know that. This is why people couldn't follow Jesus. His sayings was hard. He had a high standard. But he said, you can do all things through me. You just can't do it through yourself. And this is what i got to get to as a pastor. I've got to get to a place where I don't care how my flesh feels because more and more our flesh is going to be attacked along with everything else that pertains to your Christian walk. And I may talk about that Wednesday night a little bit, but right now I want to focus on this. And I want you to know that if you don't get a hold of your flesh and you don't insist on walking in the Spirit, well, how do I do that? Well, I told you, set your mind on things that pertain to the Spirit. Pray. Say, Lord, I'm praying. Pray more. Pray. Say, God, fill me with your Spirit. This is what i got to do because the army is getting prepared, folks, and you ain't going to be a fighter, and I'm not going to be a fighter. I'm not going to be a shepherd. I'm not going to be a pastor. I'm not going to be a leader if I'm, if I'm busy attending to what my flesh says. I've got, I've got to say, well, you, well, it's time to get up and go. There's no way you can fight if you are not walking in the Spirit. And this is where God has to have the bride of Christ right now. We've got to set our minds on things of the Spirit and pray, say, God, fill me with the Spirit. Let me walk in the Spirit. Let me live in the Spirit. Let me think and let me respond according to the Spirit. My flesh is no good. In fact, my flesh don't bring anything to the table. 
And this is what God says, that if we will do this, we will find that freedom that we talked about, that life in Christ. This is why there's a lot of dead Christians or people that call themselves Christians because they're still doing the flesh thing. They're trying to earn their salvation. They're trying to keep their salvation. They're trying not to make God mad or ticked off or upset, but they still flirt with their flesh and do the things of their flesh, and they live a miserable life. It doesn't look anything like freedom in Christ. And this is what we've got to get to right now. We've got to live in the freedom that comes from living and walking in the Spirit. And I want to pray with you, if I can, would you close your eyes? Maybe you're not a believer right now, and all this kind of sounds foreign to you, but I want you to understand this. The Lord Jesus Christ died on that cross. He crucified sin. He did it. Nobody else could do it. You can't do it. I can't do it. Nobody can do it. But Jesus did, a, did it. He accomplished that. And now, if you want to make God happy, you accept his free gift of salvation. Don't turn it away. Say, God, I'm a sinner. I want this. I feel guilty. I feel dirty every day of my life. I feel defeated. I feel like nobody cares about me. But the Lord God does care about you. And he sent Jesus, and he proved that by sending Jesus. And all you have to do is say, Lord, I, you love me that much. You gave your son for me. I repent of my sins. I, I don't want to give in to my flesh no more. I'm sorry for what I have done. God, would you just wash me in the blood of Jesus, your son, at Calvary? I, I want to be redeemed, hallelujah, and I want to have my name written down in the book of life, and I don't want to give in to my flesh no more. If you pray that prayer and you mean that, the Bible says that he is a faithful God, and he will do what he said he would do. He'll cleanse you from all unrighteousness. He'll give you a new name. You'll be a brand new creation. I don't care what people say you are, what people label you, even what you think you still are at times. The Bible says you're a new creation. It's a brand new life for you, and it's not even your life. It, it's his life, and you're just living it now. If you do that, if you'll text the word saved to the number on the screen, you know what we'll do? We'll send you some resources. In fact, you'll get immediate help right then. Or you can go to the website, multitudeschurch.com slash saved. And it will help you out immediately. And I want everybody else, before we go, I want you to know this, that the Lord loves you. The Lord is preparing you. We've had plenty of time to be in church, a lot of us, our whole lives. It's time for war. It's time for us to show the love of Jesus. But it's time for us to stand and walk in the spirit of the living God. If you, if you don't do this, if you don't embrace what God is telling us all, if we don't embrace this as individuals and yet as a corporate body and the body as a whole, we're going to find out that the world is not going to see Jesus. They're not going to know Jesus because the church is going to stay under the thumb of its own flesh. And the devil's going to laugh. And this is not what God has called and left us here for. So, Lord, we pray this week we would be empowered by your word we would refuse to walk in our own flesh. Lord, help us to walk in the Spirit. Set our minds on things of the Spirit. Make our flesh mad, Lord, by saying no and doing things 
opposite of what it thinks that we're going to do. Help us to trick and psych our own flesh out, Lord. We've got to, that's how we bring our body where it's supposed to be, Lord. We are seekers of the truth. Lord, you said if I hunger and thirst after righteousness, I'll be filled. So God, help me to know that. I pray, Lord, you let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in your sight because you are our strength and our redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. And unless the trumpet sounds, we will see you Wednesday night live online. God bless you, and remember, we love you.